they've been married for 30 years. He's a pioneer of Catholic lay evangelization, and she has a master's degree in theology. Put on the coffee and get ready to open the scriptures. It's time for Bible with the Barbers. Now, here's Terry and Mary Danielle. Welcome to the Bible with the Barbers. Paul Clay filling in for my faithful bride who's not feeling well. Paul, thanks again for, you're like a pinch hitter, man. You're like the dude that, you know, it's like, you know, bases loaded, full count, bottom of the ninth. And uh, we want to uh, have Paul Clay up at the plate because we know he's going to get a base hit. Paul, uh, I just love the biblical view, worldview. I, I always say that. And I asked you to do something. I said, can you give me some of your favorite scripture verses? And let's talk about those because I want to put them on the, on the Internet so that people can look these verses up. Because, you know, this is inspirational for us to live throughout the day and throughout our life, taking God's word at heart. But before I go into that, Paul, I want to set the stage for those who don't know you from Jesus 911 and your connection with my brother, Jesse Romero. And mm. you are what we call a revert. You're baptized a Catholic. You left the church. And I want to ask you to just give us the short version, if you can, of what brought you back and how uh, the Bible has been a key play in your conversion to Christ. Sure, Terry. Um, well, like most, uh, well, I don't know about most, but a lot of Catholics, um, I didn't have any um, um, any ill feelings toward the church. You know, growing up, it was a, a warm atmosphere, and uh, but uh, in reality, uh, once I got out there in the real world, I realized I really didn't know my faith. I knew a lot of... Um, religious uh, type uh, things that we did, you know, I, mm -hmm. I knew what the replies were in mass and, you know, the responses and so forth, but uh, it just didn't penetrate, I guess uh, you might say. And so when I was in the military, um, I got evangelized by a, by a group known as a campus crusade for Christ. Oh, yeah. They would come, come to the bases. It is a, a organization started by Dr. Bill Bright mm -hmm. and they were a, uh, uh, a good organization. They love the Lord and, and, you know, but they, they gave me, uh, a lot of questions that I couldn't answer, mm -hmm. uh, concerning, uh, the things that I believed and, uh, you know, being away from home and, um, in the military, I didn't have anybody that I could ask, uh, and reference. And so, uh, they used the Bible and they showed me the Bible and they showed me a lot of things in the Bible where, uh, you know, on first glance and first reading, it appeared that uh, they were right and the Catholic Church was wrong. Right <laughs> now. And that's why it's important, Terry, uh, if I might just interject sure. here, that uh, uh, it's important uh, when you are um, studying the Bible that you have a reference. And the best reference that we have is the catechism. Amen. You know, we, uh, you know, if we stick to the catechism and we, and, uh, you know, we look up the references and so forth, um, you'll be on solid ground because uh, the catechism isn't some, uh, you know, patchwork of uh, <laughs> that somebody put together. It is, uh, it's amazing. I, you know, when I read it, it it's just, I marvel at just sure. the, the way it's uh, laid out. So I just want to encourage everybody, if you don't regularly look at the catechism, Mm -hmm. You should get one. 
uh, it, it's important. And just anyway. a quick, just a quick note, Bishop Strickland teaches from the Catechism every Tuesday here on our network, Virgin Most Powerful Radio. So absolutely, Paul. Continue, please. Yeah. So um, uh, what I happened was, um, uh, you know, you know, they asked me if, if, if I knew I was going to go to heaven. And I said, well, no, I'm hoping I go to heaven. I don't know I'm going to heaven. And they said, well, you know, the Bible says that you can know. And they, you know, they open up the Bible and they said, right here, these things I have written unto you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may K-N-O-W. See, God says you can know that you have eternal life. And, uh, at the, you know, and, you know, you say, well, what do you do with that? You know, in the Catholic Church, none of us know for certain that we have eternal life but you know a lot of it has to do you know that the, that english word to know right. um yeah so if you say if i say to you terry uh, i know i'm going to get an a on that test and you say well i don't know it with absolute assurance right i know it with a confident a confident assurance with right. certainty why well, well i studied I paid attention. I took good notes. And that's the same exact way the Bible means it when it says these things I have written unto you that, you know, that you may know that you have eternal life. Why? Why? How do I know that it's with the confident assurance? Keep on reading. And it says, and this is the confidence that we have, Amen. you know, Amen. and uh, we have confidence that if we do uh, what the Lord says, then in the end, we'll have a good result. That's right. And we and we can also equally have confidence that if we disobey God, if we don't, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, if we resist the Holy Spirit, well, then the outcome is going to be certain too. And that certain outcome is uh, judgment. Um, but see, that, 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 that's important. So if, you know, if you don't really know your Bible good and somebody says, see, you know, you, you're hoping you can go to heaven one day, but God says you can know it. Well, uh, understand that you know, the Catholic Church, again, has been around for 2,000 years, Terry, as you know right. full well. And the teachings of that church are solid. They, We have doctors of the church that have, uh, you know, uh, been given insight by the Holy Spirit that uh, that other churches can only dream of. And right. uh, uh, so when they look at the Bible, they're really taking our book, our document. Exactly. Uh, and, and by the way, um, I, I encourage Bible um, study because hey, listen, uh, Hebrews 4.12, right? For the word of God is alive and active, uh, sharper than any double-edged sword. It <laughs> penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, yeah. joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. And Terry, I love that verse because it's important to recognize that while well, the word of God is alive, in fact, the word of God is a person. Amen. And, and, we, and we know who that is, right? <laughs> and uh, so... Unless you're spending time in the Word of God, unless you're reading the Bible and understanding the Bible, um, well, um, you know, you're not going to uh, draw close to God. It's important to know the mind of God. It's it's important to, you know, to have a regular steady diet of the Word of God. I mean, we feed ourselves physically and we need to feed ourselves spiritually. And then, uh, you know, when we when we uh, even David, King David, thy word have I hidden in my heart so that I might not sin against thee, uh, you know, uh, Something that simple, Terry, to understand that if you hide God's word in your heart, and what's the purpose of that? So that I won't sin against you, Lord, because I don't, you know, I want to walk uprightly. 
And so uh, the Bible gives us so many, so many uh, references to how we should live and how we should walk. You know, thy word is a lamp unto my feet. It, you know, it should, it's like being out in the woods, you know, in the, in the pitch black Terry and you look down, you, you light the lamp, you, I'm, hey, I'm standing on solid ground. I thought I was getting ready to, you know, yeah. walk into some quicksand or something, but I'm, I'm I'm pretty good here. It's a lamp unto my feet. It shows me where I'm standing and a light unto my path. It shows me which direction I need to walk. And that those things um, uh, are so good. But anyway, long story short and closing up what you said, I left the church. I uh, was baptized rebaptized and we know you can only be baptized once right. but uh for for protestants they look at it as a um it's not a sacrament oh well, some protestants i have to qualify that yeah, you, but uh some of the lower protestant churches mm-hmm. you know it's just they call it believers baptism and it's your public testimony right. it's basically you identifying with christ and then you, you get up and you give your testimony about how good god has been to you and those things there's nothing wrong with any of those things other than the fact that we know in our church that as Peter declares, baptism now saves you. Okay. So we know that grace is instilled to the soul through the indelible seal of baptism, uh, which, uh, uh, well, 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 Paul, let me jump in and say, this is great. You talk about the Bible being such an influence in your life. I, I wanted to, uh, you sent me a, what I would consider a Magna Carta of scripture verses. In other words, yeah, you've got the best scripture. I've, I've already looked at these already, and these are some of the first one is like, wow, woe, you know, woe to those who call evil good and good evil, you know, from Isaiah. Can we, I, and, I, and I will just tell people, if you do want to um, hear more about Paul Clay, go into Jesus 911 every Monday. He's on with Jesse on Virgin Most Powerful. But this list that you gave me, I'm going to put on the show page because people can print this out and each day just read these because it builds you up in the faith. So I would like to, when we come back from the break, take Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20, and just go down some of these scripture verses. We'll never get to all of them. But what I am going to say is the scriptures, we need to know God's love letter. We need to know what's in there and how it is applied to us in our life. And that's how we find our meaning and purpose of life. Not from the government, not no. from some social clubs. No, oh. <laughs> no. We're going to find it right from the Word of God. And this is what Paul Clay is going to share with us when we come back from the break. And I want to remind everybody on the 7th of May, there's a marriage seminar here at the Sacred Heart Chapel all day. We've got Mass, we've got Confession, we got, we're praying the rosary together. We're going to have talks by Dr. Sandoval, who's he's a psychotherapist, uh, has a great content on, on marriage. My wife, Mary Danielle, will use the Catechism and the Bible to teach out of there. I'm going to be taking Cardinal Seurat's book called Couples Awake Your Love and Bishop Sheen's Three to Get Married. It will build up in your marriage a very scriptural approach to your marriage. And I want to encourage you to go to vmpr.org to register for that conference on May 7th, or you can call 877-526-215 and they'll register you right on the phone. Paul Clay sitting in for Mary Danielle, who's under the weather. This is the Bible with the Barbers. And I say it on other shows, I'm too blessed to be stressed. I'm too anointed to be disappointed. (laughs) And if hope was money, Paul Clay and Terry Barber would be billionaires. You're going to find out why when we come back and talk about the Bible 
and how it applies to us. Stay with us, family. Now, back to Bible with the Barbers. If you have a question or comment, call 888-526-2151. Here's Terry and Mary Danielle. Welcome back to the Bible with the Barbers. Paul Clay sitting in for Mary Danielle. And we're going to be getting into some scripture that I think you guys are going to go like, wow, I want a list of that. We will put it on our, our show page so you can download that and, and just look at them every day. You know, take one of the scripture verses and uh, see how it applies to your life. Paul, uh, you got the first one, Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20. And, uh, you know, this is one that is quoted from, I mean, how appropriate for our culture right now. This is appropriate year-round, you know, for century, uh, never it goes dry. There's no expiration date, but it says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Do I need to say more? No, Terry. That's a, that, that, that one, one verse says it all. Yeah. Uh, um, and these verses, by the way, uh, some of these verses, you know, uh, we wanted to look at uh, how they apply, like you said, to, to what's going on now. Yeah. And, and by the way, to give us hope, uh, look at these. Uh, when we see all the injustice going on out there, we can rest. We can have rest knowing that God already warned us that these things would take place, that there would be people who would call evil good yes. and uh, good evil. And we see that right now. It's unfortunate. You know, and how do we know what's good, Terry? How do we know? We know what's good because that's that's where it comes. Your formation comes in. Amen. If you if you've been uh, uh, catechized, if you if you understand what the Word of God says, then God tells us what is good. He tells us what is proper. Uh, you, you, we need to have a working knowledge, uh, you know, of the Bible in the sense mm-hmm. that, uh, uh, example, when God created Adam and Eve, He created them. Uh, he created us male and female. Right. That's it. There's no, there's not a whole bunch of other options after that, Terry. That's it, male and female. Right. And so all these questions that that come about today about, uh, uh, you know, uh, questioning, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, the fact that we can be content, you know, I, I, or or I can choose my gender is yeah. what I want to say. Uh, yeah. uh, that you know, these things are just, in, you know, incredible and. Uh, and it comes, by the way, from a world who has rejected God, mm-hmm. uh, a world who's in. If there's no God, then we become the arbiter of truth. We become the, you know, the final uh, decision makers on what's right and what's wrong. Right. So, yeah, right. that was a great verse. Well, what about the next verse from Second uh, Timothy chapter three, verse one for five? I'll read it, and then I want to uh, have you apply that one because that's a good one too. But understand this: that in the last days. There will come times of difficulty, for people will become lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient, and their parents ungrateful, unholy, heartless, unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure, (laughs) rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of goodness, but denying its power. Avoid such people. Wow. Mm. That's some advice for us in our culture, wouldn't you say? Wow. 
Yeah, and you notice what it says, avoid such people. That that last line on there, uh, you know, says it all. You know why, Terry? Because sacred scripture tells us that bad company corrupts good morals. Well, Don Bosco yeah. said it, show me your friends and I'll tell you who you are. <laughs> you know, these guys, they nailed yeah. it. And yeah. these are scripture verses. This is what I call a world biblical view of life. How do you get yeah. that world biblical view? You open up your Bible. You read it. Yeah. You apply it in your life. Yep. That's how it works. Yep. What about second? Um, let's see. Well, we'll you read the next one, Paul, and give some commentary sure. to Timothy. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching. <laughs> but having itching ears, they will... They will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We all want to hear what we want to hear. Right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, it's unfortunate today, but too many people who have a platform that are entrusted with uh, the truth and, uh, you know, and, and, and faithfully uh, passing on the truth. They're not doing it, Terry. They're, they're, you know, it's called modernism, by the way, right? When yep. you when you inject uh, your thoughts and uh, into something that is really unchangeable, it's it's kind of like uh, how liberals view the Constitution versus how conservatives view the Constitution. Conservatives say that hey, the Constitution means what it says, and it says what it means. Period. Right. Right. Uh, but the uh, but the liberal says, well, it's a it's a it's a living, breathing document that, uh, you know, uh, that it didn't mean what it meant then doesn't mean what it means now. And we have to apply it and shape it to fit our needs today. Uh, and that, by the way, undermines true faith. And, and that type of faith uh, is not faith at all. It's, uh, you know, you're essentially uh, guilty of idol idolatry, Terry, right. because you're basically forming God into uh, the image that you create in your mind. Well, Paul, I have to say that this thing on passions at the end, is a suit their own passions. Our culture right now has 110 million people. That's one out of three people walking around with STDs, sexually Whoa. transmitted diseases. We spend $16 billion a year in medical expenses to help these people stay healthy. Now, yeah. if that doesn't say that we're out of control with our passions, see, whatever suits me, see, if it feels good, do it. See, and right. the Bible doesn't say that, see? And, you know, Paul, I mentioned it in our show before, the Terry and Jesse show, about discipline in your life. The Bible encourages us to have discipline because if we don't have discipline in life, anything runs over us. We just don't, we can say no to nothing. We got to be able to say no to ourselves so that when these things come up, that are bad for us, we have the grace to say no. Yeah. And like you said, discipline, that's hard work, Terry. Oh. It's not easy. To be disciplined in, in, in any area is, right. is, 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 is a difficult thing. It's hard work. It's arduous. And so, uh, but, you know, uh, the, but the question begs is that, uh, you know, what is the end result of all of that? Well, we know what it is. It's, it's you know, we're going to uh, hope, hopefully see the beatific vision to, you know, to, uh, uh, man, I, I can't even express to you, uh, you know, <laughs> <You are perfect. laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like David, uh, I, I often feel, and I quote this, you know, uh, on Jesus 911, when David said, whom have I in heaven, but thee, O Lord, and on this earth, I desire none but thee. And that has to be our attitude. Amen. 
we we have to be thirsty like a deer panteth for the water for the water right terry we yes. have to our soul has to long for the lord and 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 the more you stay in the bible and the more you read the bible and meditate on these things uh, you're going to be more you, you know you're just going to uh, have your fill because it's it you know the depth and the riches is you can never you can never mine the depths out <laughs> it's just uh, uh, it has everything we need well, you picked a couple other Timothy verses. Why don't we? Uh, why don't we go to the next one, Paul? Okay. Uh, how about? Uh, but under okay. Yep. But understand this, right? Yeah. But understand this: that in the last days there will be times of, of difficulty. For people will be no. That's the one you did. Wait. Okay. Well, actually, um, uh, that's the other one. Their own passions. Yeah. It's, but I'll read it. But understand yeah. this: that in the last days there will come times of difficulty. Yeah, people already did that. You're right. Let's go to the next one. Uh, Timothy, verse, uh, 2 Timothy, for, uh, chapter 3, verse 1. But understand this, that... It's, the, a, it's, a, it's a repeat oh, of the other Oh, it is, one, it right? is. Okay. Yeah. So, so let's go to uh, the next one then. Go ahead. Yeah, let's go to 2 Peter 2, 1. Yeah, about false... But false prophets also arose among the people, just as there were false teachers among you who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who bought them, bringing upon themselves swift destruction. Uh, there again, Terry, apply that to today. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this is this is what God is saying. Um, uh, you know, when we are leaders in the church, we, you know, uh, God is telling us that there will be false teachers. Oh. There will be teachers who will give false doctrine. You know, they're no longer enduring that sound doctrine and they're, uh, you know, and, and, and the end result is these things lead to death. Right. Uh, uh, they lead to a denial of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, in the end. And, uh, and these things bring about judgment. Well said. Paul, this whole thing about scripture verses before we take a break, uh, that it's important for people to just take these verses and even... I know sometimes I, I like even tasting, uh, pasting a, a verse on my, uh, on my uh, bathroom window, you know, the medicine cabinet. I have a scripture verse there that I read while I'm brushing my teeth or shaving and just, you know, have it as something to memorize and throughout the day to, to uh, say these things. It's just like prayers, you know, like Jesse's always talking about Jesus, Mary, and St. Joseph, we love you, save souls. Jesus, live in our hearts forever. I memorize that these, these little holy statements from prayer and scripture, this is keeping you in the presence of God. Yes. And this is yes. why I'm asking you to you know, come up with these scripture verses because this is gold. You know, these, these verses are God's word to each one of us personally. Yes. So that's why I ask you to do this because I think all of us need to have a better grasp of the Bible. Sometimes yeah. Catholics, you know, we think, oh, that's for the priest. No, no. All of us, the Vatican II Council talks about uh, that we're supposed to know our Bible well. And how do we do that except we open it up and we read it and we memorize verses. It's not like we can't memorize these verses. It's really important to have these in your mind throughout the day, not just on Sunday. Yeah, so... Uh 
you know, we can jump around on some of these. We don't yeah, have to take them around. in order, yeah, Terry. But if Ephesians 6.13, therefore take up the whole oh, armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand firm. And, you know, what the, the armor of God is, Terry, yeah. uh, you know, the, the breastplate of righteousness, right? Yeah. The helmet of salvation, the, the you know, the, the belt of peace, the... I mean, I mean, I mean, the belt of truth, the shoes of peace, uh, you know, and the sword of the the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, you know, uh, the full armor. Yeah. You see, we need to uh, understand that the only way that we can overcome the evil that is in this age. Yes. And we're surrounded by it every single day. You can't turn on the TV right. without having it jammed down your throat. It's. It's the saddest thing, Terry. Even um, you know, you turn on Netflix and 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 the homosexual agenda. It's like every single show that they're making now, those little Netflix yeah. shows, is pushing the idea that that is a normal lifestyle, yep. and that people who speak out against it or who dare to speak out against it uh, are somehow haters. Again, good being called evil and evil being called good. Yep. So yeah. Um, oh, th this just happened. Uh, you know, uh, where we're trying to keep people out of our country, unless you're an LGBT promoter, there's a legislation trying to say that. So you're spot on. We come back. We'll talk more on scripture with Paul Clay filling in for Mary. You're listening to the Bible with the Barbers on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Stay with us, family, for more scripture that will inspire you to fall deeper in love with Jesus Christ and his bride, the church. Now, back to Bible with the Barbers. If you have a question or comment, call 888-526-2151. Here's Terry and Mary Danielle. Welcome back to the Bible with the Barbers. I just printed this document out that Paul, I'll be honest, he sent it to me and said, Terry, can we talk about this? I said, oh, absolutely. The Bible verses, <laughs> we love it. Paul, you, you pick out which ones you want to talk about, but this, this is something that... I thought it's always applying, and I'll pick one myself, and then you can do it. But Matthew okay. 24, 6. Mm -hmm. And I, I say it applies because here we are right now. There could be a war going on with Russia and Ukraine. Here's what the Bible says. And you will hear wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, for this must take place. But the end is not yet. And what I mean by that is so many times people will say the end of the world's coming right now. Well, Paul, for most of us, it's at our death. That's when the world, that's when the world ends for us, for thousands yep. of years. So really, uh, we need to be prepared for our exit interview. And we're not, we, sometimes we get too worried about, you know, when is the world going to end when we really should be focused more on your exit interview that you die in that state of grace. Amen. So I'm, I, uh, your thoughts on that scripture verse? Oh, yeah, Terry, listen. Uh, uh, you said it right. Um, there's a lot of people that have made a lot of money talking about the end times and writing different books. And, you know, you have people selling their houses and, you know, just, you know, uh, different cults have sprang up. And listen, God says, look, uh, Solomon says, there's nothing new under the sun. Mm -hmm. Okay. War has been around uh, pretty much on this planet since man has been around. Exactly. <laughs> And, and it will continue to be so. And it's important to recognize that, you know, God says, uh, you know, um, 
these things must take place. They will take place. Yes, they're going to happen with uh, more frequency as we get closer and closer. Uh, but in the end, uh, you said it right, Terry. It's our exit interview. It's our uh, most of us will never see war. Most of us will never go to war. Right. And so so what we have to do is focus in on living a holy life because uh, tomorrow's not promised to any of us. Well, and to go to go right along with that verse that you read, Philippians yeah. 4, 6. Oh, yeah. Do, oh, yeah. Do not be anxious about anything, right. but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's hard. It's hard to apply that, Terry, because, you know, by nature and, you know, in our human weakness, we tend to worry about things. But yeah. God tells us, don't, don't just make your request known the Lord. And and there's another verse that I love. And it's, shall not the judge of all the earth do what is right. You know, once we give it to him, Terry, we need to learn to leave it with him. Amen. <laughs> well, you know, Paul, your other verse from Romans 12, 21 says, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Yes. You know, that, that's something that we should be applying every single day in our life. When we see evil, you know, uh, overcome this evil with good. So for I'll give you an example. The evil of killing unborn babies. Yes. You and I have been alive on this planet in our country, and for 50 years— our country has given its blessing on killing unborn babies. That's evil. Now, right. how do we overcome that? Well, with good, by standing up for life in all stages. Mm. That's how we yes. overcome it. And we vote with our Catholic faith. We, we're going to vote for people who are not, like, for example, the President of the United States. I would say, I'm just going to be able to, a Catholic cannot vote. And I know people get mad when I say this. But I'm going to say it anyway, because it's the truth, Paul. You can't mm -hmm. be voting for Mr. Biden, who says he's openly against killing or for killing unborn babies as a Catholic, even if he gives you big checks for entitlements or for whatever big increases in Social Security. You can't vote for someone who is for killing unborn babies. That's Amen. what I'm talking about. Overcoming. Amen, brother. Good. Amen, Your brother. Thoughts. And yeah, and and listen, and the more people that 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 say it. Terry, that's what we need. That's how we overcome it. Uh, I was so happy to hear that the uh, the bishop in Las Vegas, oh yeah, me uh, too. George Leo Thomas, came right out and he said he, you know, that there he instructed everybody to, to deny communion if you're if you're in public office yep. and you hold a pro abortion uh, pro abortion uh, viewpoint. Uh, you should not, and you and you should be not be denied the sacraments. Wow. Period. Yeah, and that's powerful. Well, that uh, is powerful. We need more bishops doing that. Thank you, yeah. God, for that. What other verses come to your mind, Paul? Yeah, let's look at, uh, uh, let's see what we got here, Terry. Um, let's go with uh, 1 Corinthians uh, 10, verse 11. Okay. Now, these things happen to them as an example, but they were written down for our instruction on whom the uh, the end of the ages has to come. You see, you know, sacred scripture. Uh, you know, you know, God allowed the prophets and allowed the sacred scripture, Terry, as an example to us. Uh, that we, you know, we don't have to. You know, there's a saying, and I, I like to quote it. 
And it's uh, a lot of people thinks yeah, that this is the correct quote. Experience is the best teacher. <laughs> That's what they, you know. I've heard well, it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it's a misquote, and it's a quote from Benjamin Franklin. And what he said was, experience is a costly teacher. There you go. They forgot they the say, word costly. Yeah, yeah. Better for us to learn from other people's yeah. mistakes and experiences yep. than to have to, you know, go through it on our own. Because if we do... It's going to be costly, right? Yep. And so, so when when sacred scripture warns us about, let's use as an example, Sodom and Gomorrah, and, and and you know, and what happened there, and and why that it brought about God's judgment. Well, we don't have to make those same mistakes. God put, you know, God, God gave us examples to show us. That's right. And, and and you see, right now, what are we doing? Well, history is repeating itself. Yep. <laughs> You know, we're, 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 you know, we haven't learned. We've forgotten the lessons of old and how we keep them fresh in our mind as we stay in the Word of God. You know, Paul, I think of this Romans chapter 3, verse 23, for we all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Uh, that one always hits me to realize, you know, this idea of universal salvation that somehow people think, falsely I might add, that everybody goes to heaven. That, you know... Hey, I'm a good guy. I didn't kill anybody. Come on. I mean, isn't that everybody going to heaven? No, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says just the opposite. <laughs> that, you know, yeah. many are going to perdition and a few go to heaven. Okay, so yeah. how does that get comp how does that get communicated to our modern world that there's universal salvation? Somehow, Paul, I see the unbiblical view that says you don't need to repent to go to heaven. And there's nowhere in the Bible that that says that. Exactly. Well, again, because to repent or to change your mind about something or yeah. to turn away from from the evil yeah. requires work. It oh, requires yeah. it requires something from you, and that's why, Terry, uh, this easy believism. This you know we like to say that. Listen, uh, 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 the the Bible and uh, Christianity is not a spectator sport, right? I mean, we're not saying, thank, you know, go Jesus, go, go Jesus, go, and just cheering him on as, you know, no. See, here, here's, the, here's the truth of what's going on. We have been made partakers of the divine nature. Amen. And Jesus, Terry, is inviting us, mm -hmm. you know, uh, uh, to participate, uh, in, you know, in his life. So, example, uh, if any man wishes to come after me, he must deny himself, yes. pick up his cross, the instrument of death, and follow me. You see, that's not an easy thing to do. Um, those who live godly in Christ Jesus, Terry, will suffer persecution. You know, it's not optional. God says if you're going to emulate, if, if, if our goal is to imitate Christ, to emulate Christ, then we're, we're going to suffer in this yeah. world just like Christ suffered. Well said. That's why Bishop Sheen said, without Good Friday, there's no Easter Sunday. It's yes. a very biblical teaching. Paul, oh, uh, one quick one. Uh, John 8, uh, verse uh -huh. 32. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. I think that that really is appropriate for us, because right now the truth in many places is not being proclaimed, and people are in bondage. And right. I think that when you read the Scriptures— and you understand your role in life and your relationship with God, 
the truth is exactly that. It will set you free because you know how to free yourself is to by embracing Christ and his Lord and, and his kingship. That's right. And sacred scripture says, thy word is truth, you know? <laughs> it's, yeah. So uh, that, that was great, Terry. Um, the thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. I came that they might have life and Ooh, have it time, abundantly. Yep. I love that verse. That's a powerful verse, Terry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, listen, yeah. the battle is raging, okay? There are two sides here. There, uh, there's the devil. Yep. He's the thief, and he, you know, his mission is to steal and to destroy. Jesus came that we might have life, you know. Um, uh, Terry, tell me. Uh, yeah, there's just um, we can, you know, every day we wake up, you know, we see this conflict raging. All around us, big time. You yes. know, good and evil. Right. Uh, and we see the the thief that's destroying our society. Uh, uh, by the way, the modern society that we live in, the Judeo Christian society, has been built up uh, by faithful men who have, uh, you know, had the Word of God, uh, you know, as its foundation. Mm -hmm. And you see now, what do you see? Uh, uh, the group that's in power that 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 wants to uh, destroy the constitution of the United States right. that, you know, that wants to, you know, understanding that our rights were given to us by God, not by the government and only God can take them away. Amen. Uh, yeah. And so, uh, you know, this is the age old battle. You need to pick a side and you need to get involved in the fight. <laughs> I it, like that. I yeah. like that. And, you know, our government is the only government that said that, that the rights don't come from the state. They come from God. That's the uniqueness of America, in my humble opinion. Amen. And we come back, we'll have some more biblical verses for you to live by. You're listening to The Bible with the Barbers. Stay with us, family. Now, back to Bible with the Barbers. If you have a question or comment, Call 888-526-2151. Here's Terry and Mary Danielle. Welcome back to the Bible with the Barbers. Mary Danielle will be back next Friday. She's a little under the weather. Paul Clay, my scripture mm. scholar friend. Oh, <laughs> Paul Clay from Jesus hey, 911, brother. You, you know what? Go ahead. Oh, you remember the story, because um, yeah. it has to do with this next verse, but when, um, when David killed Goliath, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, and they returned back to Jerusalem. Yeah. Uh, the women, uh, uh, you know, uh, they were used to singing praises for King Saul. And so uh, what they said was, Saul has slain his thousands, mm -hmm. but David his tens of thousands. Ooh, I, right? Yeah. And, you know, and, and this just, you know, it caused Saul to be even more hardened against David. But so there's a saying, uh, and I'll, it, it, it has to do with this next verse. But sure. and this is what Paul says in Romans 7, 21. He says, so I find it to be a law that when I do right, evil lies close at hand. Ooh, and, yeah. 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 Now, now it reminds me of a uh, 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 a saying, and, and this is the saying, and it's taken off of that uh, that uh, example that I just talked about with Saul and David. It says, "The black devil of unrighteousness has slain its thousands." Mm. See, we all know that uh, 
adultery is wrong and murder is wrong, right? And, you know, and, and it's slain its thousands. But the white devil of self-righteousness, it's tens of thousands. Mm. You see, that's those sins that, you know, and we have to be careful yes. that, you know, pride and different things, right. you know, those things condemn us as well. Right. You know what I mean? And sure. so, uh, so, so when Paul says, you know, that when he does good, evil is close at hand. When he does right, evil is close at hand. Why? Because you can take a good deed, Terry, like go out and feed the homeless sure. and you can, and, you know, and you can, uh, take pride in that or, or you know, and, uh, to really undermine that good work that you did. So you have to be careful and just stay humble and understand that, hey, we're just we're just here to serve the Lord no matter what and not question too many things. Well, well said, Paul. Well said. You know, you talk about submit. Well, this is from James. It says, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. And, you know, Paul, well, give me your thoughts on that, because that, that's one of those, I mean, it, we, it basically, this is why, I know it sounds like a Protestant thing, but give yourself to God. Submit yourself, do His will, and your life will be changed. I, and I mean that. Now, does that mean you're not going to have troubles in your life? No. But you see, the thing about it is once you have our Lord in your life and you're submitted to His Word, it's a game changer because you see everything in light of salvation. Yeah, everything in light of salvation. And and you see, the devil's going to come at us with temptations, Terry. Uh, oh, yeah. But but the one thing that he doesn't like yeah. is he doesn't like the he doesn't like spiritual people. He doesn't like the word of God. That's Blast it. that Gregorian chant in your house. Exactly. Dude, you know what I mean? Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, holiness, you know, and uh, it's like. Uh, it's like when the Lord told Satan, have you considered my servant, Job? There's none like him in all the earth. And, you know, and Satan said, oh, that's because you have a hedge around him and everything. You know, uh, Job was a was a righteous man. And, you know, the devil, you know, that's why the, the Bible says, you know, we don't we don't need to give the devil a, a foothold. Right. We don't need to give him any traction. We know we you know, so we keep the temple clean so to speak, mm -hmm. in order to uh, 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 be able to resist him in the time of temptation. But if you're, you know, if you're a little lax and you're allowed, you know, example, you know, yeah, if, if you had an issue with drinking, say, and you, mm -hmm. you know, hey, I'm going to drink a little bit, I'll drink a little bit more. And well, obviously, if you're not sober minded, you're going to open yourself up to do bad things, probably, right? Yep. So don't do it. Don't give the devil that inch so that he can take a mile. Amen, Paul. Paul, this is a, another, we've been reading from the book of James at Daily Mass every day for the last week. And James chapter 3, verse 1 to 18 applies to you and I and to anybody as a teacher. It says, not many of you should become teachers, my brothers, for you know that we will, we who teach will be judged with stricter, greater strictness. Yep. For we... Yep all stumble in many ways. Yep. And if anyone does not stumble in what he says, he is a perfect man, able also to bridle his whole body. If we put bits into the mouth of a horse so that they obey us, we guide their whole bodies as well. Look at ships 
although they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder, whatever the will of the pilot directs. So mm. also, here it comes, Paul. This is the cash value for this one. The tongue <laughs> is a small member, yet it boasts of great things. How great a force is set ablaze by such a small fire. Wow. Yeah, that's a powerful one. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, whoever, I think it says in James that whoever considers himself to be religious and does not bridle his tongue, yeah. his his religion is worthless. Exactly. You know? uh, yeah. Um, the, the tongue is a very uh, small organ on your body, Terry, but uh, it's capable of, of, of doing some trem uh, tremendous uh, evil, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, uh, I remember uh, with a with a youth group one time, I I took a uh, uh, a bag and I had everybody hold that bag and they would, you know, shake. I'd say shake it. And I said, inside that bag is one of the most destructive things in the world. You know, kingdoms have fallen oh my God. over this weapon. And, you know, what is it? And they were like, a nuclear bomb. <laughs> no, it's not a nuclear bomb. And it was going around and around and, uh, and nobody got it. I says, you really want to see what, what this destructive weapon is? And I reached in and I pulled out a big old cow tongue. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and they funny. were like, "Ew!" You know, I chased them around, but hey, yeah. that you know, it drove the point home because to this yeah. day, to this day, those kids that were in that group, they remember that day where, yeah, where they saw that tongue and they understood that it, it, it you know, it could be used as a weapon. Yes. On the one hand, it can be used like like most things. It can be used to sing praises to God and incredible good. Or it can be used for incredible evil, and so we have to, you know, we again. You talked about earlier, Terry, that discipline. We have to be disciplined. Yep. Well, Paul, I I know we're coming to the end of the show, but uh, I like being able to take scripture and just every day read it. I try to memorize some verses because this is how you grow in your knowledge and love of for, your faith. Yeah. Now, John one. Verse 3 through 8 says, Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil, for the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The, mm. reason of, the reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. And I, I, I like that verse because, you see, goodness over evil, tr uh, truth over lies. This is a biblical theme throughout the whole Bible that we live in a fallen world from original sin, and we have to overcome the evil by goodness, by giving our life to Christ and by yes. living according to his commandments, not man's. Yes. And here's one, Terry. John three nineteen. Oh Oh, yeah. And this is the judgment that the light has come into the world and people love the darkness right. rather than the light because their works were evil. Wow. You see? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. See? This is the sad reality of the situation that the goodness of the Lord, you know, God, you know, Jesus came into the world and he showed us the goodness of God. He, you know, he, uh, he you know, God spoke his final word in Christ. And yet people love 
evil. They love darkness more than they love light. And that's why we live in the world that we're in, Terry. But I always tell people the light shines brightest in the darkest, right? Yep. Uh, you are the light of the world, Jesus said. You know, you, you light that light not to cover it up, but to, you know, to let it shine. <clears throat> well said. The last one I've got, Jesus said, John, John 14, what a great gospel. <clears throat> he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And Paul, I just want to mention that anybody who's saved is only yep. saved through Jesus Christ. That's our church's position. Preach it. No yep. other name under the earth you can be saved under. Preach it, brother. Well, yes, just, indeed. Just the facts. Paul, yep. your final thoughts before we have to run for the day. On well, the again, there's a lot, humanly speaking, you know, that, that may cause us, Terry, to, to worry. Mm -hmm. But uh, listen, I read the Bible because it brings me great comfort. Amen. Because I understand that everything is under the power of Jesus Christ. Amen. All things, yeah, all things are held together by the power of his word. And apart from him, nothing that has come into being that has come into being. So uh, even though uh, it, we're like a child who's learning how to walk, you know, we're, we're, you know, you know, but it's okay because, uh, you know, the parent is right there, you know, with the child to help the child out. And that's where God is. God wants us to choose. You know, this is an opportunity to choose uh, goodness, to live out our faith, Terry, and we should uh, enjoy it and not uh, not not be afraid of the moment, you know, not be afraid of of, of what what the next day is going to bring, because our God yeah, is, you know, he is seated on the throne. I love it. Praise God. And, you know, scripture is uh, so important in our life as a committed Catholic that I would, again, take your Bible and your catechism every day as part of your devotions and read this every single day because it will change your heart. And then a question I ask myself, I ask Paul and I ask all our listeners, how much time do we spend reading the newspaper on the internet versus the Bible, catechism, studying our faith. Now, if it's like, well, I don't spend very, hardly any time reading, well, then, then ask yourself, shouldn't you do that? I'm going to. I think yeah. we need to have a balance of life, and the balance is for salvation, not for this world. Amen. Uh, you know, uh, I, you know, I had a discussion with a priest not too long ago, Terry, when we were talking about, I, you know, I couldn't understand why during the time of the pandemic that the, that our church would, uh, would, would, would hold back the sacraments. Uh, and that would be like starving us, you know, from food, not giving us food. Exactly. No, it's crazy, Paul. That's why we need to keep our prayer life going with the word of God. I want to thank Paul Clay for filling in for my wife. Next week, she'll be back here on The Bible with the Barbers. You can listen to all of the podcasts by going to vmpr.org. Listen to Paul on Mondays on Jesus 911 with Jesse Romero on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. I hope you have a great weekend, and may God richly bless you and your family. And take the advice. Read that Bible every single day of your life. The benefits are out of this world. God bless you.